on FM, on DAB, and up to date on social media. We are Radio Newark. Radio Newark. Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk. Tonight, Lincolnshire's top sports club of the last four years, would you believe, are here at Sport HQ. We talk to the Sleaford Wheelers. There's no Not Fast Dave tonight, but he's back next week. We have an opinions at 7.30. That's going to be interesting. And it's Tony's turn to have a Wednesday whinge. Welcome to the renowned Radio Newark Sport. And as ever, we start with the local headlines. Last week saw the first medal competition of the year for the Newark Golf Club ladies. Sarah Rigby taking the honours in the first division. Steve Paget and Kath Scott were named Striders of the Year at the club's recent AGM. And to the running, Philippa Clark was first lady home for the Orange Army in the East Midlands cross country at the weekend. Not fast Faye Patterson and Angela Brown both completed their 100th part run on Saturday. Well done to them. New York Tennis Club enjoyed a good weekend with victories in both their matches. The men were first up on Saturday with a visit to East Bridgeford, coming out 58-50 winners. On Sunday, saw a mixed team at home to those very rich people from the David Lloyd Centre at West Bridgeford, and Newark won 65-43, making it three wins out of three in their Division 7 winter campaign, and sitting right at the top of the table. Zoe Codd from the Velo Club Flintham rode the women's race in the 2019 Irish National Cyclocross Championships promoted by the host club in Cork. She finished 11th overall and 3rd veteran and Zoe's coming on this show sometime in February. A successful weekend for the Newark Castle Archers. Martin and Steve shooting for the county against Lincolnshire and Mandy Elson coming away with a silver medal at the Sherwood meeting. Sinead Bradley scored two goals and got herself sent off in an eventful match as the ladies' twos won 4-3 against Worksop. And finally, a couple of national headlines. And last night was the first time since 2006 that Newcastle have won away in the FA Cup. Is that shocking? And a good night for League One Shrewsbury. They come from two goals down to beat Championship side Stoke and reach the FA Cup forefront and Lords is set for a £50 million redevelopment as the owners Malrone Cricket Club were granted planned permission to replace two stands. The, the Compton and Edry stands at the nursery end will be replaced by three tier stands taking the um, capacity up to 31,000. And before we come back to that one then Mr Smith I've got another cricket one I want to mention to you and I remember last week we had Kayforpin, didn't we? And Claypole. Mm, yeah. And Claypole's grandies basically had it, and they couldn't get any help from the ECB. So bear in mind the £50 million redevelopment, which is, OK, it's not the ECB, but hey-ho. The minor counties are to change their name after 124 years of competitive cricket. From 2020, the rejigged competition will become the National Counties Cricket Association. There'll be slightly less three-day cricket. There'll be divisions in the western and eastern sections with automatic promotion to the top division. So there's four divisions, basically. Yeah. Ten-team divisions split into two groups, so just out of five. Um, but less three-day cricket. They're going from six games a season to four games a season. But there's going to be an increase in, guess what? 2020. Right, okay. Let's go on the Claypole Kayforp thing. Remember, Kayforp's Mr. President said that if they wanted a grant for a to have a Sky TV there to watch the Cricket World Cup, <laughs> it's not a problem. If they want a grant for a new sight screen, they can't have one. £50 million they're spending at Lord's just to put a capacity up by 2,500 seats. Mm. Your turn. Well, I, I don't think it really matters at capacities at cricket. I think, so. particularly when you look at places like uh, Trent Bridge, 
and the development that's been done there. If, if I mean, if you develop a sporting arena sympathetically, archaeologically wise, or architecturally wise, I should say, then it doesn't. You never was any good at big. No, big but, but was, it, yeah. it, it, it doesn't matter how the capacity is increased. What matters if it retains its character. And the improvements at Trent Bridge and at Lords have always maintained the excellence of the, of, of the ground's original appeal. Why did Lords always have the spaceship Enterprise? It, it looks good. Well, if you go there, it actually fits in. It actually works. Okay, Trent Bridge, I'll agree with you on. Trent Bridge. Is anybody bothered about minor counties cricket anymore? No. Only the people who play it. But, I mean, you can say that about so many sports these days. You know, it's one of the people who are involved in it that actually care. And it's sad, but, I mean, like, sort of, the world has moved on since the wonderful sort of hotspur days of you and me. You know, I mean, it's, 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 it's no longer... Fish and chip twice, Mrs Luigi, I'm off to the uh, Olympics. You know, it's, it's, the, the world has changed and people have got computers and laptops these days and that really bothered about sport in general, unless you're passionate and, and you're fortunately we've got a whole heap of people who listen to this who, who love it as much as we do. But it's sport is struggling and grasping for every single rung it can hang on to on the ladder at whatever sport and we last last year we covered 42 different sports over the course of the 12 months and 40 of those are minority sports these days it's been very profound tonight isn't it i've had my tea you've had your tea <laughs> well, she cooked it for you yeah. no she threw it but with my gob <laughs> <laughs> sleaford wheelers have been voted lincolnshire's number one sports club every year for the last four years. Now, you've got to be doing something right if you can achieve that, because unlike Nottinghamshire, Lincoln is just a fairly big county, <laughs> you know, and if you can win it for four years on the bounce, you've got to be doing something right. So we thought we'd better find out what makes Lincolnshire's number one club. And we was told there's only one person that can tell us all about the Sleaford Wheelers. So, was she busy tonight? At great, ex- <laughs> at great, at great expense... That's more like the Tony Smith I know one love. <laughs> at, at great expense, we've shipped Linda Hurst over all the way from Sleaford. And she arrived before you did as well, Mr Smith. But there you go. Um, Linda, from 1965 when the club was formed, we need a history lesson. But first of all, a very, very warm welcome to Radio New York Sport. Thank you very much indeed. It's great to be here. Um, you can see the level you've got to. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Right. I think I'll be all right. You'll be all right. <laughs> um, the level you got to see to yeah. <laughs> We have the Newark and Shearwood Sports Awards in this area and the people that win it, absolutely great. But to win a county award and to win a county award four years on the bounce, that is an incredible achievement. These, um, this award is about uh, gaining points for, for racing. Um, so this is time trialling throughout the year um, and for entering, for um, getting a position... Um, you all win points. So there are different um, categories of racing that we do. Um, 10 miles, 15 miles, 30, 25, 50, 100 and 12 hour uh, races that people take part in. 12 hour. And yes, 12 hours. Yes, I'll talk to you about that in a moment. We'll make a note uh, <laughs> there are 24 hour races as well, but it's not something that any of our club members at this moment in time are taking part in. Um, and, and so we... We work hard as a club to involve our members to to take part in all of these uh, races around the county, uh, and we've managed to do amazingly well with a with a, a band of time trialists. You know, really working hard. So let, let's go back to the beginning, then, can we? Let's yep. find out. We're going to find out a bit about yourself, lady, but we're going to find out about your club first. So tell us. The okay. history, please, while Tony okay. and I sit back with Sleaford Wheelers. <laughs> sit back and have a cup of tea, yeah. Uh, right, OK. Um, so, 1965, uh, the Wheelers had been formed previously, but it had fallen by the wayside. Uh, so, two key members, Nev Crane and John Porter, um, reformed Sleaford Wheelers. Um, Nev Crane um, had had a career in cycling, um, he'd been in the RAF and he'd done a lot of cycling for the RAF um, and ridden in the Tour of Tunisia 
Um, he'd ridden in the what was called the milk race. Um, and in 1964, he won a, a stage in the milk race from Brighton to Hove. Uh, so he was, you know, he was he was a good cyclist. Um, I would say that because he was my dad. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> um, I was actually thinking though, Brighton to Hove is about two miles. <laughs> oh no, they do. <laughs> they do. They're a long way round. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Um, the scenic yeah. route. Yeah, the scenic route. Yeah. Um, and and so Sleaford Wheelers was reformed um, and. You know, we've still got members today that, um, you know, joined as teenagers and, and are now, you know, in their in their 60s. Um, and, and, and they've come through the ranks supported by the club. Um, so it has changed dramatically um, over the years. You know, we've now got 42 um, female members. Um, when when I was a youngster, there was probably two of us. Um, and, you know, so we've worked really hard on different sections of the of the club. Um, so we've got a, a, an amazing um, women's committee that does um, purely for the women. Uh, we have got um, the, the youngsters, our membership for the youngsters. Um, we've got over 38 youngsters that are members um, that turn up week on week, whatever the weather, to our go ride, which we'll talk about later. Um, and and it is just it is just amazing, you know. We now have 132 members. You know, we were we were struggling at 30 at times in the past. So at this moment in time, we are working hard as a club to to involve people, to involve families, to get them on their bikes and enjoying the the, the sport that we all love. I think the cyclists, the young cyclists, are some of the most dedicated sports people that that we meet we talk we'll talk cyclocross as well because we're in smack bang in the middle of the cyclocross season yeah. and we've got the um we talk about the um the new york castle cycling club yep. members that every single week they're somewhere in the midlands some far-flung area in the midlands and the dedication is is absolutely fantastic yeah it's dedication from the cyclists and from their parents this because is, yeah. they stand at the side of these muddy, uh, cold places, week on week, um, supporting their, their youngsters. And and we have an amazing group of people that go to cyclocross. Um, and, we, you know, from the sort of five, six-year-olds that start on the, on the shorter courses uh, to, the, to the ladies, to the older people, you know, we, we run, Sleeper Wheelers run one of the events in the, uh, the county's uh, calendar, um, and we can have over a hundred cyclists going around and round the muddiest, wettest, hardest. It's it's grueling. It's grueling. They come back and they are absolutely caked in mud. But do you know what? They're smiling. They are. It's, it's, I don't. I don't do cyclocross. It's it's far too strenuous for me. Um, but. The ones that do, they love it. They absolutely love it. You know, there's nothing better for the kids. You know, we always say kids love sitting in front of these electronic devices all the time. But to see them when they've done cyclocross or when they've um, done cross country in running or they've played rugby in a, on a mud heap and the cake from... And they've got the biggest smile on the face, haven't they? You, know, you don't need to be looking at electronic implements all the time because you can have some great fun out there in the mud. Yeah, yeah. But even even on the road, um, I think it was two years ago, we actually did a, a, a joint, um, I think it was a 15-mile race with Alford Wheelers, and it was the worst weather I've ever raced in. It, the, the, the rain and the wind was sideways, and we were um, on from Merrimley Fen around to Horncastle, so in a, in a loop. Um, and we had two youngsters there. They had never raced before, and they got back. Their legs were bright red. They they were soaked through to the skin. It was perishing. And they were so proud of themselves. Mm. They had the biggest smiles. And it was the worst one I'd ever, ever raced in. But <laughs> they were, they, they'd achieved it. They they'd lo- done it. They loved it. And ev- they came back for more. <laughs> We've got a cycling club in Newark that there's there's one obviously based in Grantham. There's yourself in Sleaford. So your catchment area is not that large, is it? No, no, it isn't. Um, and, and we work closely with the other clubs as well. And we try to join in events and, and, and put on events that incorporate. You've got Boston and Spalding on the on the south side of us, and then Lincoln um, on the uh, on the north. So we are bam smack in the middle of of all of those. Um, but we, we work with the schools 
British Cycling um, have got coaches that go into the schools um, and they run sessions for the, for the youngsters, for the primary schools. Um, and then they, they, they join those together. We as coaches will go along uh, and support British Cycling. In, oh, so, so Sleaford Wheeler, we'll take your club. We're talking yep. about your club tonight. So Sleaford Wheeler's coaches physically go into the schools we go, we with, go with British Cycling. Yeah. British Cycling have got their full-time coaching staff. And when we're available, we will go in and support them um, to, to, to bring it to the local schools to, for the kids to see our faces. So when they turn up on a Tuesday night at the Sleaford Rugby Club to do our go-ride sessions, they know who we are. Um, and, and then we've got that investment in them. Well, it's double-edged, isn't it? It, it is, absolutely. It, it, it's double-edged, but it also, Tony, it gets the child involved in the sport doesn't it you, you have to go into schools these days this is where a lot of sports are losing out because they're not going into the schools because mm. if, if you if you go and and see the kids at their workplace as it were then you've got a captive audience haven't you yeah, definitely i mean you, you can't say come along to the uh, village hall tonight at half past seven and it will be you know if, if, you, if you're going and the kids are there you know at, at gunpoint <laughs> oh, perhaps I'm just going by my school. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we need the guns, but uh, I have to say, you're absolutely right. Most kids have got bikes, and if they haven't, we can lend them a bike. So they, we can, you know, British Cycling will take along bikes to these sessions in the schools. You know, they've got that equipment. They'll be able to give them a go. Um, and, and once kids are on a bike and loving it, they they... You know, they absolutely just have a, a, a real drive for it. Uh, last night in my in my go-ride session, um, one of our coaches is, is trained on, on track bikes, and track bikes have no brakes. They have a fixed wheel. It's a completely different skill to, to riding your normal bike. And these kids got on these bikes and were having such a whale of a time. <laughs> and it, it's, it's, a, it's a real skill. You know, it's a confidence. It's all of these. They work in teams. They, they, they come out brighter more rounded individuals hmm. with any sport but obviously more with cycling we'll, we'll ask you in a few minutes time how, what i mean you've already you've praised british cycling so let's see if that praise continues with we we tend to sit in in this studio night after night and we're not keen on governing bodies because we don't think they support grassroots i want to find out if they do support grassroots cycling um so we need to find that one out um, the answer to my next question i think i already know because me me dad won a won bright into ove so that's why i'm a cyclist <laughs> but um, i'm sure there's going to be a lot more to it than i'm sure there's a lot more to it than that and we're going to find that one out straight after this so if you've been listening carefully you'll know the answer to the next question <laughs> um why is it? <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. I'm doing for the question, yeah. Who am I? Um, who are you? Exactly. And, and that's exactly what we want to know now. The chloroform's wearing off quick. Who is Linda Hurst? <laughs> All yours. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, well, I'm a Sleaford girl, is what I am predominantly. Um, and yes, I was brought up in a, in a cycling family. Um, and my bedroom got turned into a, a, a warehouse for the bikes because my dad owned the bike shop in Sleaford, uh, so eventually we had to move because we couldn't get to bed. Um, <laughs> um, we couldn't even get upstairs. Uh, so so I've always had bikes in my life. Um, I raced as a youngster. Well, I got on my bike and I finished the race and wasn't very good at it. Um, uh, and then stop cycling. Stop cycling as you do when boys come along and then you leave home and have a family. So 30 years, not on my bike. Just to digress. Yes. How's that? changed in this day of sleep wheelers because uh, another thing we find in sport you nurture them until the 16 and 17 then you've lost them until the 23 and then they come back to you again is that i think we do we work with the youngsters and um, we've got uh, an amazing youngster at the moment who is just flying he's absolutely flying george thompson um he is still under 23 um he's just become um earned the ninth position at the national championships of the cyclocross for the elite men's under 23 um which is fantastic it's a, it's absolutely fantastic and he's wearing his sleaford wheelers it's got sleaford wheelers he's got sleaford wheelers <laughs> all over him he's yeah. supported by a band of sleaford wheelers so 
anybody at those nationals would know us you know we've got our banners there we've got all our people in our sweatshirts and, and t-shirts um from sort of the your six seven year olds that go and do the cyclocross on us on a normal sunday will go and support george um and the others and it, it, it's just amazing that it's it's a family it really is it, a family. it also does you, you've got a sort of a flagship person like that haven't yeah. you it, 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 we'll come back to george yeah but let's go back to you because you left cycling then i did i did i i moved away um became a nurse um had a family um and yeah it didn't even didn't he take my bike with me um just didn't didn't enter my head that my bike was there so uh but when i returned to lincolnshire and um the new romance who was a cyclist uh, and, a, and a rugby um, enthusiast so on the good old internet i found him uh, and started cycling again um and that's that's it I literally started cycling, racing, um, doing all of this, doing the, doing the coaching, everything. Uh, it's ironic, isn't it, really, that you get back into yes. cycling yeah. th- that way? It's yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, so, so that's through that's through somebody else's passion yeah. that yeah. it's relit my fire. Um, and you be quiet. Yeah, what's, <laughs> what's he sniggering about? Yeah, yeah. He's sniggering yeah, in the yeah. corner. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just as Mick was saying that a heck of a lot of people think, "Oh, that's it for life." Yeah. And then they get to 16. Yeah. And then it, it changes. And, and then they only realise when they come back to it. And they come back to it with a renewed passion for oh, it. absolutely. I think, wow, yeah. what have I missed? Yeah. I am much faster now than I was as a teenager. Ju- just jumping back, because that that's what, again, that... Well, that's what you do. You jump around. Yeah. <laughs> I've noticed. Do you think... It's got no script. <laughs> that's we it. don't do script at all. <laughs> On that subject... He can't read. <laughs> not very well. Is it? Brain. You can come again. <laughs> How long have you known each other, you two? <laughs> All I need is a We're part. not telling you. <laughs> um, 33 years. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing what you can find on the internet. Um, do you think, or do you, in, in Go Ride, we'll, we'll say Go Ride is to come, but is there a danger of burning out the youngsters? There's so much variety in cycling, you know. That stops the... Yeah, that okay, stops your yeah, burnout. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. so we get the youngsters, you know, and we get them from three on balance bikes. Um, and and they, they can go and do cyclocross. They can do that. They can... We can get them onto... Once they've on a pedal bike, we can then get them onto grass track. Um, so there's something in the summer, there's something in the winter. When they're 12, they can race on the road. So we support them. We, we do sort of guided races. So mm. we're at the side of them um, because they are on main roads um, and the risk factors and all of that. And, you know, we've got a roundabout. So there's lots of different things for them to do. There's the mountain biking. There's it, it's, that, that's, it can change yeah, with their yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, like where you've got football, rugby, it is same old, same old. Yeah, we've so got variety. By the very nature yeah, of the fact. Yeah, that and you, do, you might only do one of those varieties of cycling, but you might do them all you know it, the choice is yours that and so the kids you know chop and change um and, and we we encourage them to do that back to you yes um so have you noticed i keep veering away from myself <laughs> I, know, I keep bringing you back um new romance yes bought a tandem what well, you know that's <laughs> yeah. it so, cycling's you're back to cycling um but it's okay you started back cycling but how did you get involved in the administration of sleaford wheelers um, I think because um, I think I'm quite bossy. I'm quite loud. <laughs> um, so yeah. So I think going with the go ride, you then become part of the committee. Um, you know, we, we there's there's four coaches now that do um, that are on level two with go ride, um, and so we so I think we just took that on. We took on getting grants for bikes you know we've now got some track bikes that we we store and we lend out to to the kids um so i think it's just it's being passionate about the club and wanting to take the club forward that you then get involved in fundraising and and anything and everything else is going on with the club fair comment fair comment right we're gonna have a a rest from cycling for a couple minutes because it's the time when i'm gonna ask both of you an opinion something new for 2019 i find a story and I want some opinions from my guests and his lordship here. Um, anyway, this is what it's all about. 
Burton were thrashed 9-0 by Manchester City in the first leg of the League Cup semi-final. If it was a league game, then that's fine. Goal difference can make all the difference at the end of the season, so you keep going forward. I understand. I get that. But Burton, who have worked their way up through the pyramid on a limited budget with no rich benefactor, literally did not deserve what City put them through on Wednesday night. At 4-0, TV commentators were saying the job was done. Did Burton deserve to be defeated by a record-breaking score? Nope. Their run deserved a better finale. They knew they was probably going to go out and that it would be a big scoreline, but 9-0 is not something they deserve. So would it have been... Would it have been unprofessional of City to ease off? You could look at it that way. Or was they professional? Or... This is Radio Newark Sport. At 4-0, anything after that, all that it achieved was to humiliate Burton. Ladies first. In any, in any sport, if you've won the, your race... Do you ease off or do you be as professional as you possibly can until the very end, even if it makes the rest of them look mugs? I'm never usually winning a race, so (laughs) that would be a difficult one to answer. But I think as a sports people, we want to be the best. We do want to be the best. We want to be the fastest. We want to be, um, you know, to beat our time, to to beat our score, whatever whatever it is. I uh, and I think it would be I think it would be hard for for Manchester to to, to ease off. I don't I don't know how somebody that is so focused I, I don't know how they would do that. Um so is it ethical is it right should they have done it that they're sportsmen and that's their game. So I th- I think my feeling is that um they were out there to do a job, and they did their job, um, and and they and they won. Yes, they crushed Burton, um, but also it's it isn't a charity. Fair comment, good answer, Mister Smith. Your I, opinion? I agree totally. I mean, you can only play what's in front of you, and um, if they'd have got to eight nil and they'd have slacked off and weren't bothered anymore, then Guardiola would have ripped shreds out of them. And and so would the supporters. But the great thing was, on, on that particular game, Manchester City continued to play football. Didn't start to do back heels and flick it and play Rabunas or whatever. They actually played football, and, uh, you know, full credit to them for that. And there were more learned football people than me commenting on the game on that I listened to on Five Live, and they were saying full credit to Man City for not not, not showboating sticking to the game and doing it properly and Burton Albion will have shaken hands with them afterwards and went thanks a lot we learnt something there it's brilliant I agree with I agree with you both um, at the end of the day City's got a job to do and did it and they did it professionally I'll go back to a story I told the other week which include, which involved my grandson up in Whitley Bay and they got beat 75-0 on a rugby pitch but the team that was playing was quite frankly taking that proverbial mm. because oh, who's not scored a try Oh, okay. They run behind the try and then they waited till Fred arrived uh, and then they gave him the oh, ball to put the ball no, down. No, no, that no, is no. taking the Mickey out of my yes, grandson yes. and his team. Yes. Yeah. That I detest, totally yeah, detest. Yeah. In fact, I did have to say something. I, I, if you're going to do it professionally and win seventy-five nil at rugby or nine nil at football, and you carry yeah, on doing yeah. what you're doing, mm-hmm. or yeah. if you win at cycling by a fast, country uh, mile, you know the country mile. Fantastic. Don't take the Mickey. Oh. I mean, how how would Burton have felt um, if they had taken their foot off the gas? If Man City had no. taken the foot off the gas, that's embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, that would have been be, worse. It would have been worse. I, I really think it would, and I, and I think that they they know that they knew they were going to get beaten, but they you know they're sportsmen enough to go out there and play the game, and that's what they would. Both teams were doing. Um, so I I, I think. I think the right thing happened. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I think we're all in agreement. And and City did it professionally. So I think we're all in agreement there. So that's good. Something that we've mentioned three or four times already, and I do desperately need to find out what it actually really is, is something called Go Ride. Yep. Um, So again, I'm going to, the floor's yours. Tell us what Go Ride is. 
GoRide is the British cycling um, investment in the youth of today. So there is um, a big push uh, for for clubs to um, to be GoRide clubs to have a youth development um, provision within that. Um, they can go forward and not just be a go ride club but a uh, a club mark club so that means you've done a bit more you're putting on races you're encouraging um, the kids to be sort of competitive as well Um, so individuals will go and have training there's level one there's level two um, and then you can go on and do additional training so they say there's four of us that have done our our basic level two um, and some of the youngsters our young volunteers have done their level one um, so we have, uh, say, four level twos and uh, three level ones, um, although one of them is just about to do his level two because he's, he's now over 18, so he can go and do that. Uh, and it's fantastic, you know, so we go away, we, we do, we learn our coaching, we learn about um, the basics, we have a system of, of coaching of how we teach balance, um, gear selection, braking, um, getting on and off the bike correctly, bike maintenance, all of these things. Um, it, it's Sleaford Wheelers, we, we hold our sessions on a Tuesday night. It's every Tuesday. Um, I won't say come rain or, or shine because there are blizzards that we, we don't stand outside in. Um, uh, so we're at the Sleaford Rugby Club on a, on a Tuesday night. In the winter, it's 6.30 to 7.30. In the summer, it's 6.30 to, to 8. Um, and we have kids that come on their balance bikes. Um, they start in the lower group. Uh, with Kath and then they'll come up to my group um, and and continue the same skills but developing them more so they can pass a bottle they can ride one-handed they can do all of those things they can jump on and off the bike while it's moving Uh, and then they go up into Dennis's group uh, and they're doing more skills because those will be the the children that will be then going onto the road if that's what they want to do if they still want to just do the cyclocross Um, but you're developing team you're developing strength coordination communication um, you know skills that they will take with them in life and use not just on their bikes Uh, and it's brilliant Um, you also mentioned bike maintenance in yes I was pleased to hear that yeah I mean we teach them about a wheel what it does how it is um, and how to to, to, to do mender puncture you know so on those nights when it's really cold and really wet we'll we'll just have a session inside the rugby club um and it's really important that they understand what the brakes do how the, how they can they can actually manage and, and maintain their own bikes um how to lay their bikes down correctly um i had to tell one of the dads off last night because he laid the bike down uh, gears onto the grass and i'm like no chain to the sky um so you know it's about making sure that um the the children know but also why why also <laughs> why oh you must put the chain to the sky so you're not gonna um damage the derailleur um and if you're laying it down on the on the ground so always lay it if you're gonna have to lay it down then lay it no, you didn't chain, know that did you chain to no, the sky. No. yeah so uh and, and, and we go we go through safety so we start with helmet checks making sure the kids helmets are, are i take it they it's mandatory oh absolutely yes and we teach the kids the first thing you look for is your helmet okay before you look for your bike because if you do it the other way around you risk forgetting your helmet mm. so you look for your helmet first then your bike then your gloves um and then your water bottle okay so these are the things but we also go through a safety check on making sure they haven't got flappy trousers their their shoelaces are done up so they're not going to go around their um you know their their, their cranks or their chain wheels uh, so we we do all of these basics and the parents just stand there and, and the kids they they're just in awe of of, of what these kids are learning you know, a grandma said to me last night, she came up to me, she went, I just think it's amazing what you're doing with these kids. It's just fantastic. Um, and her grandson had, had joined us last year and he couldn't ride his bike, wouldn't get on his bike for his parents. So I literally pushed him around up and down, up and down until he got that confidence. And now he's an accomplished cyclist. He's, he's amazing. You see, there is a way. To, to ride a bike, to ride a bike, and there's, and there's, you got to learn the do's and don'ts. I mean, when I was in my late teens, I was riding home from work, and the carrier bag on the handlebars managed to get caught in the front spokes. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, but make those, make those penny farthings were killers. <laughs> It, st- it, it stopped the bike. It stopped the and bike you. quickly. And it, no, it didn't stop me. Oh right! Uh, I saw. 
<laughs> some assault. Yeah. Yeah. An ambulance and, yeah. fractured, and fractured my skull in doing it. Right. Because um, you wouldn't have had a helmet on in those days, would you? No, exactly. So this is why it's so important that they. They learn yes. that, you know, you do not ride with a carrier bag yeah. on yeah. the handlebars. And they'll take their jackets off and then at the end of the <laughs> evening they'll get on their bikes and they'll just hang their jacket in their hand and so we'll get them off their bike yeah. to roll the jacket up um, because we, we, if they're constantly being reminded, not nagged, reminded um, about these things, then they will learn, you know, and, 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 and that's how we do it with fun um, but at the end of the session, we'll say to them, right, what have we learned today? You know, we've done your balance. We've done, um, we do games at the end, which, you know, a circle of doom. So literally a circle, they go round and round inside the circle. And if they put their foot down or they go out, they're out. The circle gets smaller <laughs> and smaller. So they then have to balance, go steady on their pedals, be aware of who's around. Um, and it's and it's amazing because, you know, some of these kids... It just you know they they win week on week because they, their skills have increased. It's, it's not, you should all try it. It's a brilliant game. Yeah, adults should do it. <laughs> and the retention rate into the club? oh uh, the 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 kids that come to go ride uh, um, then become club members and you know when they become club members often the parents will come along. They, if they don't start cycling, they'll they'll come along and and to the social events and things like that. Um, so we have families that, um, you know, have been with us for years uh, and, and the kids may have gone off, but we've still got the parents coming to the social events and, and all of those things because it, it, it really is. Brilliant. It really a, is. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Um, we complain bitterly in Newark about the lack of facilities. You go to Sleaford Rub Club, so at least you've got floodlights, but you can't take them out on the road to a certain age, can, can no. you? That, so it's, that, it's 12. Yeah. We, we are not coaches for road right cycling okay so we, we we can't take them out as coaches on on the road they can't race until they're 12 but we can do sort of guided supported riding um for the for the time trials so we have um a, a series of time trials in the summer so usually about april time uh, to august every thursday evening we have a time trial so we will start out with um a seven mile time trial um, so some of our youngsters will, will start on seven miles. Some of our ladies will start on a seven mile. Um, so we have a ladies series that is purely for ladies. The men do all the marshalling and things like that. We have ladies coming from all over the county, from Grimsby, um, you know, from up, to, up towards Hull, um, coming because this is a purely ladies um, series. And, it, and it's amazing. And we have um, young people and we have some not so young people uh, and and i'm sure that that one of our members um won't mind me mentioning her name ria she is amazing um i don't know how old you are ria but uh she's her son's 50 um so that tells you um it gives you a rough idea sorry ria um but she, and she you know she could get on a bike but she couldn't get off it so we started her off on the race and then we caught her at the end. Um, uh, but she did it. She absolutely did it. And she, and she proved. We had one lady come with a basket on the front one week. And she, you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you've never done it before. And that's lovely. That's lovely. Tony, that, that is just, yeah, yeah. I mean, that is. That's sport, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know, it's not a be all and end all. No. You've got to be dressed from head to foot in no. lycra and, no, you know, no, a multi-million no. pound bike. No. Turn it with a basket on the front of your bike. Yeah. You're still welcome into it. And I Absolutely. love those sort of clubs. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And we have, every second Saturday, um, we have a ladies' ride. And so we will meet in Sleaford at um, Mare and Pastures and then we'll go out. And there usually be about three, of, about three rides. So slower, intermediate, and then the fast group. So they'll, they'll do different amounts of distance at different speeds and so we'll gauge where which group you need to be in and if the, the month or later we think oh no you were you're in the wrong group we'll move you we never leave anybody behind you know we go to the slowest we'll encourage them to to keep with the group and then we usually end up at the cafe i do think one of the There's a lot of cake involved in cycling i've told you that. oh good oh yeah, well, that's yeah. Okay. You, might get, you might you might get us two on it then. um i do think one of the great things that's actually well there's two big things to my thinking, that's come in sport in the last 10, 15, 20 years. One, the engagement of the less fortunate ones amongst us mm -hmm. are now actively included mm -hmm. instead of excluded. Yeah. That, I think, is absolutely fantastic. And two, 
a lot of clubs now, it's not the be-all and end-all to win. No. No, it really isn't. And, and we... At Go Ride, we do um, awards for achievement. We do awards for um, endurance. We do awards for just, you know, uh, attendance. You know, so, so they're all getting something because it's, a, you know, the kids, they, they want a medal, don't they? They want a certificate. Uh, and, you know, you've got some stars there that are really good cyclists, but you've got others that, that aren't, but they try. They try and we reward them because that's really important. You know, you've got these kids that, you know, haven't got the best bike, um, you know, might have some other issues, but they're there every week and they try their hardest. You know, they're, they're never they're never going to break any records, but they're there and they're enjoying it and they're participating. And that's that's what Go Ride's about, you know. And we've got loan bikes that the club can, can lend out. So if people haven't got a bike... But want to try it you don't want you're to not give... going to be excluded no no, no. And, and and that's through fundraising that we've done with the club it's through um grants that we've all worked hard getting from from local um charities uh, and we continue to do that um to to try and make sure that we are accessible you know that we've got that facility um to be able to to lend out for people to try before you buy i can you know? see what i can see I'm, i can see why the number one club yes <laughs> i really can right co- coming up next it's wednesday so it's our it's the second of our wednesday winges after my um blast about the new year's honors list last week <laughs> mr smith turns his attention to um, i think the fa cup this week but we'll find that one out in a couple of minutes okay it's um it's the wednesday winge time and um i've i've, I've got the mute button at the ready as um, <laughs> as Mr Smith starts off on the FA Cup there was a question on the chase the other night when contestants were asked which comedy magician used the line piff paff puff the correct answer was the great soprendo Geoffrey Durham and not the football association the FA used to have something magical themselves it was called the FA Cup Left on its own, it was the crown jewel of world football. But then the brains behind the FA got together and decided to get the competition sponsored and also to do away with the replays after the later stages. And piff, paff, puff, it's not magic anymore. It started with TV dictating kick-off times plus holding the semi-finals at Wembley and went downhill fast from there. It used to be magic because it was the only televised match of the year and people who had televisions were the toast of the street as they invited their friends and neighbours round for an event that matched Christmas Day for excitement. It used to be magic when me and my dad walked miles when I was 12 to see Leeds United drive past the end of a road holding the Holy Grail on an open-top bus. It used to be magic when I was 16 and queued for hours in the rain at Valley Parade to get a ticket for the quarter-final tie between Bradford City and Southampton the latter being the eventual winners that year when the underdogs went on to beat Manchester United under the Twin Towers. It used to be magic when I went to my only final in 1985, a month before I got married, and cried like a baby when they sang Abide With Me. It'll be magic again when Newark Flosser finally play in the qualifying rounds I knew it, I knew it! (laughs) in a couple of years' time. A year after we should have played in the competition after something else that the Football Association messed up. When the venerable old competition was first slighted by the FA and offered up for sponsorship by the highest bidder, I suggested in the advertiser that the bidder should be Daylay. Then it would become the Egg Cup, because that is how highly they clearly valued it. And as for scrapping replays, the Football Association and the FA Cup don't deserve each other. There you go. And, um... I can't really disagree with any of what you've just said, to be honest, because between the Football Association and our bigger clubs, they've absolutely ruined the competition. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, the stat at the beginning of the show that that was the first time Newcastle had won away in the FA Cup since 2006 is atrocious. I looked at Newcastle's team last night. It was almost full of kids. That's how that's how they was treating it. Okay, I know they need three points at the weekend, but the supporters want an FA Cup run. I read the non-league paper today, and Barnet were talking about their win at Sheffield United, and the Barnet guy who got the penalty, the winning penalty at Bramall Lane, said, 
As soon as we saw the Sheffield United team sheet, we knew we had a chance. Yeah. Sheffield United made ten changes. Yeah. What's it all? <laughs> it demeans. It demeans what they're playing in, and it demeans the supporters who's paid good money to watch it. But the FA Cup final of 1953 was called the Stanley Matthews final, even though Stan Mortensen scored a hat trick for Blackpool. And somebody said, "I bet when Stan Mortensen dies, they call it a Stanley Matthews funeral." <laughs> there we go right to a T well done Mr Smith and I fully agree with you next week unless I have a change of art we're going to be talking Andy Murray wow that's bound to get Mr Smith going no, well it? actually I uh, I read a Scottish newspaper for the uh, sporting events surrounding Berwick Rangers at the weekend and um, there's in Engl- what's in England but you got beside the point but go on but, but, but the um, basically um, the mail the Scottish mail on Sunday did an eight page supplement on Andy Murray and in Scotland the vote was split was he our greatest ever sportsman half of them went for Kenny Dalglish half said Andy Murray and somebody said, if Andy Murray was the greatest Scotsman ever, why don't they play tennis in the schemes, the housing estates in Scotland? Why don't they play tennis in the schemes? It's a rich man's sport. Nobody cares about Andy Murray apart from when he wins. Moving on. Hope you haven't stolen your thunder. Moving on. That's the next week. My name's Tony Smith. Good night. <laughs> Faci- facilities. Um, we're hoping, or we have in Newark, just been very lucky finally to get a wonderful sports village at the ymca of of doing and there is talk of a cycle track going on there um and we always bemoan everybody else who's got wonderful facilities and knew it's got none so what's the wonderful facilities you've got at Sleaford? <laughs> <laughs> i think we're coming to newark to borrow your track <laughs> um no i mean we we work in conjunction with with the rugby club um, if we didn't, um, we, we we wouldn't have a home. Um, we, we've previously been at Cars Grammar School, and we're, and we're very um, we're very lucky to, to have their support. Um, unfortunately, their, their their space that we had wasn't lit, um, and and therefore we, we couldn't use it um, sort of throughout the the year. Um, but there's no cycling um, track, anything like that that we that we can use. Um, but we would use it. We absolutely would use it. I mean, we're, we've, we've been working with um, North Cassidian District Council um, in regards to the their cycling strategy um, for cycling paths and things like that. Um, but it's not in as much as cycling facilities. So, you know, um, Dennis, one of our coaches, has been working with them um, for uh, get cycling. So getting families out. Uh, there's going to be a cycling festival um, and things like that in Sleaford, but we don't have any facilities. But our time trials are on the road um, and, and the dangers that that poses us. How, how does that sit with you, sending people out onto a, a main road? I mean, I work with one of the names that you've got on, on your sponsored top there, Um and in the summer when I'm coming home from work on the A1, I'm passing cyclists and I think to myself, why the heck are you on the A1? Um, I suppose we've got nowhere else to go. I don't know. Um, how much of a worry is that? I think it's a constant worry. It's an absolute constant worry because... Um, I will get on my soapbox now. Um, <laughs> uh, because there, there is a, a suggested um, 1.5 metre um, sort of overtaking for a cyclist. Um, because as a car driver, you don't know what that cyclist is encountering. Encountering that there might be a pothole, we will have to we'll have to pull out to go around the pothole. And we all know what Lincolnshire roads are like. Um, you know they are they are riddled with potholes. So so we're in and out of those potholes. Um, we come across a, a hedge with a gap in it. The wind catches us. So if you are within the one point five recommended um, space we're likely to come in towards you and, and cause you a problem. You would you would do more than 1.5 metres to overtake a car. Please use the same logic when overtaking a cyclist. Okay, we don't have that protection, um, but we have a right to be on the road. Um, and as far as 
some of the races on the A1. I don't know how why they take their own lives into their hands. Apart from it's fast, so they'll get good times because you've got the drag. Um, so that's why they're on the A1 cycling. Um, I've never done it, and I would not want to do it. Um, but I'm glad every time I finish my race that I'm home and I'm safe. Um, but yeah, we we it's a risk. It but, but crossing the road is a risk. Exactly. Um, sponsorship to any club is important, and you've got some sponsors' names on there, and we always like to give you an opportunity to say thank you to the sponsors <laughs> or ex-sponsors. <laughs> and if you're listening, Mr. Yeah. Powell... <laughs> That's why we really need a webcam. The, 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 check, the, the, the check needs sending to the, sleeve, to the Sleaford Wheelers. And I know you're going to listen to it as well, because you said you would. So uh, Linda says, get that check sent off. Um, but sponsors are important, Linda. They, they, they are. Um, and I think, I think they're important to us, but we're also important to the, to the people that sponsor us, because we do go national. You know, we are out there on the roads throughout the country, throughout the world you know i i was at the cycle show um last year and on one of the advertising boardings um was a picture for advertising holidays of a sleaford wheeler in his kit in mallorca it, it's like we're there we're everywhere and i'm like that's our kit that's, that's one of our members so it, we, we do get around um, in the nicest possible way, possible way. you know there's, there's there's three groups most years go to mallorca for training um, in, in the early season so we'll, we'll go away so our sponsors are important to us um, and uh, Chandler's Farm Equipment have sponsored us for many many years and been very supportive at events and sponsoring individual um, things that we do uh, and, and we're very grateful for, for that um, the sponsors that we have at the moment are J, JB Priestley um, a, a company based in Sleaford um, uh, that, that supplies food uh, and, and they have sponsored us for, for a number of years now uh, and that enables us to have um, reductions on our kit, the cost of our kit, so that it's more affordable for everybody. Um, we've also got Signs Express um, that um, provide us with banners and, and any sort of advertising and things like that. And then we've got um, um, Hamlin... Uh, Haulage contract. You haulage can't read con- upside down, can I can't you? Read, I couldn't remember. He said haulage contractors are just contractors. Sorry, Richard. Um, so, so they're our sponsors. Um, but we are advertising. You know, wherever we go, it we've took got fifty-eight and a half minutes to get a tongue tied, but we've but we've managed <laughs> it. In the end. <laughs> I do apologise. It's been absolutely wonderful. We've really enjoyed the last hour, Tony. It's been, it's, it's, yeah. been a, it's been a brilliant last hour. Tomorrow we'll do it all again when sixteen-year-old Poppy Cole. Uh, Poppy Coles comes into studio. She plays in golf for Newark Town Ladies. She also plays in golf for Lincolnshire FA, and she's saving up for a trip of her lifetime to Nepal. She's going to tell us all about that. But tonight we've been talking to the Sleaford Wheelers with the lady whose claim to fame is her dad won a stage of the milk race, the two miles between Brighton and home. That's what she said. Not us. So from Linda, thank you for coming over. Linda, thank you very much. From Tony and myself, we'll do it all again tomorrow. Bye-bye. We are-